0: All right, two hundred ninety-three days, Mr. Shannon Scott Shannon. That's it till the tipping point. America, the world on the brink. You you get the power to shock the world again, and maybe hear these words in two hundred ninety-three days or ninety-four, depending if it's early the next morning. We can now project Donald J. Trump has been re-elected, the forty-fifth president of the United States of America. Now we're loaded up today. Sidney Powell, the attorney for General Flynn, has uh will be on the program today as General Flynn has now exercised his right to withdraw his plea of guilty. Remember they promised no jail time if he cooperated. He cooperated, now they're talking about jail time. Should have happened a long time ago. This thing if it go I can't wait. Because the two guys that interviewed General Flynn, uh remember when remember when the uh, the deputy FBI director, McCabe, said, oh, you don't need a lawyer. No, no, it's nothing about that. Oh, yeah, the lie, denying him his constitutional rights, civil liberties, the bragging of Comey. I'd, ne- I'd never do this in the Bush Obama White House. Oh, I took total advantage of the chaos, bypassed all the normal process of going through the White House counsel. Yeah, <laughs> really, that's how we treat 33-year veterans in this country. That is sad. That is sick. And that is pathetic. Um, because it just on every level, it just stinks to high heaven, totally stinks to to high heaven. What a sad commentary that this is how we treat veterans of this great country. It's really, really pathetic. Um, I love how Democrats can't even agree on sending over the articles of impeachment, which was so urgent to pass so they can go on their vacation. Anyway, so Sidney Powell's with us. She's going to talk about her filing. Uh, This goes to court. You're going to get, oh, subpoenas for James Comey, Andrew McKay, Peter Strzok, the other FBI agent all over the inspector general report, all part of Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, The messages about 302s originally to be altered, paid, struck, etc. We'll get to all of that. James O'Keefe and his organization Project Veritas is now had to notify the secret service of what this field organizer of Bernie Sanders had to say we have the second installment of tapes just released now today we'll release them at, on, later in the program today bill o'reilly's here today so we've got now nancy pelosi has now released the names of the impeachment managers um and I'm and I'm watching this okay so the managers include Let's see. My favorite. I'm so glad she appointed him is because we have the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar, fact witness himself, Adam Schiff. He's set to be the lead manager. And we got Gerald Nadler. Gerald Nadler is a first rate hypocrite. Uh, uh, and I'll explain in a second. And we got, oh, caucus chairman Hakeem Jeffries, another known Trump hater. Democratic Colorado uh, rep Jason Crow, Val Demings. Uh, let's see. Who else? Zoe Lofgren is a part of this. Uh, Texas Representative Sylvia Garcia. All right. So what do we know about this? Every, nearly every one of them, six of the seven appointed by Pelosi, supported the impeachment of President Trump before there was ever a hearsay non-whistleblower whistleblower They hate Trump. There's a a record a mile wide how much they hate Trump. You know, Schiff accusing Trump of a mafia-like shakedown of Ukrainian president. I love the last minute, you know, oh, take these. We just got this new evidence from the guy that was indicted, the the Ukrainian guy indicted. And then you look at the documents they released. There's nothing in there. Nothing at all except Rudy Giuliani was investigating. That's his job to investigate. That's what Rudy does. And anyway, so, and then the worst part, and then multiple times, Schiff, oh, just totally exonerates quid pro quo Joe. He's done nothing wrong. No, no, but it's absolutely nothing, proven nothing wrong, nothing whatsoever wrong. Well, the guy's on tape bragging about using a billion U.S. tax dollars. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor that is investigating my zero experience son, Hunter, who's being paid millions and millions. If You fire him, then you get the billion. You have six hours, son of a B, they fired him. Hunter goes on to I don't know, why'd you get millions and millions? I don't know, maybe because you're the vice president's son, he's in charge of Ukraine? Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, that wouldn't happen to anybody else. Now, Why would a company hire anybody with zero experience except to buy influence? But in this new 11th or 27th hour additional evidence from the guy that's been indicted by the Southern District of New York uh, from Ukraine. Oh, you know, have, this is huge. No, it's not. And that they, they go further, go on to say that not, not only that, then they call the prosecutor who was investigating this co- corruption. They 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 said he's the corrupt one. Wow. Up is down and down is up in this crazy world we live in. And now that we, we got the impeachment crazies that have been chosen, Adam Schiff, the country can't survive four years of Trump, another four years of Trump Schiff. Trump doesn't give a shift about what's good for our country. There doesn't need to be a quid pro quo for impeachment. Oh, OK, let's make that one up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring the whistleblower forward, but no, I'm not going to bring the whistleblower forward. Tells NPR that uh, Trump's solicited a bribe. Uh, report ignores bribery. Adam Schiff's celebrating the, or characterizing a Thursday, the Attorney General Barr. He's doing the bidding of the president. Then you look at Nadler. Oh, well, he's been wanting to impeach Trump almost from the beginning. Almost all but one of these impeachment managers Wanted to impeach Trump way before any of this came out. They hate Trump over everything. You'll find pretty much every single thing Trump has done, they hate. Everything, you know, Jerry Nadler. You know, by the way, no issues with Congresswoman Omar trivial, trivializing 9-11. Uh, you can do it quietly. Overheard discussing Kavanaugh's impeachment plans. The end of the world is coming, according to Jerry Nadler. <laughs> You know, Jerry Nadler praised Bill Clinton, physically gave his blood in impeachment. Jerry Nadler, you know, keeps the hoax alive. uh, Hakeem Jeffries, every racist in America voted for Donald Trump. Jim Crow's nieces and nephews are running around 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The Grand Wizard of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Donald Trump. He's a studio gangster. Uh, Nancy Pelosi rescued our economy, huh? Okay, that's that. That got my attention. That's not true. And I can go on and on all day. You're talking about the most radical people available. Now, uh, Ted Cruz. Now, I'm still ticked off because there is zero reason whatsoever. When when the sole power to impeach rests with the House of Representatives, they've now impeached the president. And then with a sense of urgency, before Christmas so they can all go on a long vacation. Then they've delayed releasing the impeachment articles in spite of all the urgency they had been talking about. And they tried to usurp the role of Mitch McConnell in the Senate and just expose themselves to be total, complete frauds. But Cruz is now saying, all right, well, if you're going to insist on more witnesses and there are weak Republicans that, you know, I guess want to help the Democrats. Do a better job because they did such a horrible job in impeachment and they have only one fact witness. Well, maybe we'll bring in more witnesses. Good. Ted Cruz said great. Witness reciprocity. If you want to bring in uh, John Bolton, by the way, I don't know why everybody's so certain what John Bolton's going to say on John Bolton a long time. I, I don't see John Bolton as a problem testifying for the president, uh, by the way, and the president has executive privilege. And I'm sure that he probably will exert that executive privilege. Anyway, but that, that means we can bring Adam Schiff. He should be called. His staff needs to be called. The non whistleblower hearsay whistleblower needs to be called. Joe and Hunter need to be called. Quid pro quo Joe, zero experience Hunter. Great idea. And there's no doubt that Nancy Pelosi lost a ton of ground and calculated wrong on all of this. Federalist had a good par- article about Bolton and his testimony. Uh, would not be the smoking gun Democrats need. Whoopsie-daisy. This is the weakest weakest impeachment articles ever. They're meaningless. In Trump's case, impeachment, by the way, is not forever. You know why? Because this will be the first time. And I think we had a pretty good indication this week how people in Louisiana felt about Donald Trump at the championship game. Played that yesterday for you. Pelosi knows there's probably not a chance in hell he's going to be convicted, so this is going to try and bloody him up before impeachment. Okay, that doesn't surprise me anyway, but this is all part of their rage, their psychosis. What have they done for the country? Absolutely nothing. Even fake news CNN is complaining that Pelosi's impeachment strategy is a failure. You know, the announcement with all of this, I mean, that's that's rare. The so-called bombshell is a total bust. All it is is Adam Schiff Giving his opinions that Hunter and Joe were innocent, and giving his opinions that the Ukrainian prosecutor that was fired because of the shakedown by Joe to stop investigating a zero-experience son being paid millions, they just he just declared that guy corrupt. Well, it sounds to me like he was doing his job. No company I know would pay millions and millions to anybody if they have no experience, unless you're trying to buy influence. Anyway, it's it's all part of this. You know, impeachment madness. Adam Schiff, long history, lying to the American people, leaking, fabricated a phone call that never happened, caught in a lie about the whistleblower. How many times was he on TV peddling his conspiracy theories that Trump had been compromised? And we have all the evidence. Jerry Nadler, he's been set on impeachment from the very moment Trump won in 2016. He's been talking about impeachment ever since. He dreams impeachment. Hakeem Jeffries, the outlandish accusation, one after another, against the president. He's one of the chief advocates of the Russia collusion conspiracy lies. Val Demings has been trying to impeach Trump since he took office. Previously called for impeachment over the Mueller report. Building the wall, he wanted to impeach him. Wanted to impeach him over everything. You know, called the president a criminal, a liar, a would have landed anyone else in jail, said about the Russia collusion conspiracy theory that Russia considers him a dream come true. Well, the New York Times now acknowledges that the dirty dossier was likely Russian disinformation from the get go. That would mean that they knew about the dirty dossier, fed the lies about Trump. You can only conclude after that logic and quoting the New York Times that, well, in fact, that Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to win. There's Lofgren, another one set on removing Trump from day one. Another one calling for impeachment again and again and again. And it goes on from there. I mean, there's nothing in this. Now, the president got something done again today. promise made and a promise kept. And that is, wow, pretty big deal with China. We've got the details on all of that. We'll get to it. It's going to impact greatly, positively, our farmers, our manufacturers, American working, the uh, Americans working. Uh, It's going to impact our energy industry. It's going to be a boom for American workers. Wow. Free and fairer trade deals. I would think that's good for America. What have the Democrats done in the last four years except hate Trump? I'm sure the mob and the media uh, won't be talking about this 94-page deal, uh, this trade deal that the president reached with China today um, that the president said, will come in three sections the agreement's going to help the u.s economy in 2020 2021 at least a half a point of additional gdp probably translate into another million jobs on top of what we've already done according to larry kudlow china's agreed to stop the theft of intellectual property huge problem refrain from currency manipulation that's part of the deal uh, the president the administration held out the possibility of removing the duties under a later phase of the trade agreement which Trump said may require as many as three sections. The purchases will total $205 billion to $210 billion over just two years. Wow. Uh, we now that know that it was signed at the White House, and we know in this particular case that China has, in fact, agreed to purchase up to $50 billion in crops. Thank goodness our farmers deserve it they work hard we have the best farmers in the world china bought 40 billion in services 50 billion in energy 75 to 80 billion worth of manufacturing wow that helps american farmers that helps the american energy industry that helps the american manufacturing industry specific measures will protect pharmaceutical firms from intellectual property theft governing patents and blocking counterfeiting and e-commerce platforms. They said the deal is fully enforceable, which matters if they fail to live up to their end of the agreement. There are mechanisms within the PAC for handling violations. In return, the U.S. will reduce tariffs on some products made in China, but keep the duties the White House has imposed on $375 billion worth of merchandise. That's good. Free, fair trade. That's what we all want. Following the phase one, $250 billion of Chinese imports will be subject to a 25% tariff. $125 billion on Chinese goods will be under a 7.5% tax. Trump says uh, phase two negotiations now begin immediately. Well, that sounds like a good deal. That sounds like Americans are being championed by a president who's had to live under the threat of never-ending investigations and impeachment for three years that's another promise made and another promise kept that helps americans what do the democrats do to help create jobs prosperity safety security nothing that i can think of not one thing comes to mind all right 25 till the top of the hour 800-941 sean you want to be a part of the program General Flynn withdrawing his plea of guilty. By the way, the FBI agents interviewing him didn't think he lied to the FBI. Now, the inspector general's report, well, even referred Comey and McCabe for their lying to the FBI. But, oh, nothing ever happens. Amazing. Let's see what happens with Durham. I hope the right thing. Um, But why did General Flynn then admit to something that they didn't even think he did? Because they pressured him. He was already bankrupt. He was already had to sell his house. And they started talking about Sidney Powell said on his program, talking about going after his family, his son, even. OK, I think most fathers, you mean you're going to go after my family unless I lie? Oh, OK, I guess I fall on the sword. I think a lot of I think most parents would do that for their kids. I don't know. Maybe just me. Uh, and it's dis- it's so disgustingly repulsive and distasteful and-, and McCabe and Comey setting him up. We deny a a, a-, a general 33 year vet his Miranda rights. Well, what the hell are our vets fighting for? But constitutional rights and order, due process, equal application of our laws, equal justice under the law. So, so despicable. I think the right call this time. Anyway, Sydney will update us Uh Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, his organization is now notified the Secret Service. We have the new tapes they're releasing today from Bernie Sanders, field organizer. I don't know why the media ignores that. You would think that'd be a big deal. Oh, the gulag Stalin wasn't that bad. We're free education camps are fine. Wow. Pretty sick stuff. Uh, we'll hit that today. Bill O'Reilly joins us uh, today as well. I'm just, I keep looking over these points what I love about the China trade deal is this is not, I can't recall in my lifetime, there was a big deal when Richard Nixon went to China. We've had the, the problems with the, 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 the Chinese government blocking American goods, American farmers, American manufacturers, American cars. They've been blocking them left and right. And they have been putting on ridiculously high tariffs. And we've taken it. President, everyone said that he wanted to be a protectionist. Remember that argument? And I kept saying, no, I know Donald Trump. Just like I told my conservative friends. Some of you probably in this audience said, yeah, Hannity, his background doesn't tell me he's going to govern as a conservative like you say. But I knew he would. And I have an obligation, if I know something, to tell you the truth and tell you to the best of my knowledge We were right about premeditated fraud, FISA court, Hillary, email, server, all of it. And we're going to be proven even more right. Everybody in the mob wrong on Russia, Russia, Russia. Wrong on Ukraine, Ukraine. Breathtaking hypocrisy, intellectual dishonesty, glaring double standard. You have quid pro quo, Joe. You have to suspend all reason, all common sense, all intellectual honesty. You have to take on board this hypocrisy. Unreal. What have Democrats done for we the people? Except forever investigating and hating Trump. Same with the mob and the media. They, they peddled the same smears and lies and conspiracy theories. They, they're, they're state-run TV. You know, but the good thing about this deal is it begins immediately. We now, Larry Kudlow thinks we're going to get another million jobs out of this deal and an additional point uh on GDP that's huge ending the intellectual property right uh theft that's real I have a friend of mine I don't want to give out too many details he was once the inventor of the year he used to love to go to the invention convention I don't know if they still have it but I'd go every year and you have these you know crazy loopy ideas then you come up with an idea and say wow that's brilliant who thought of that very smart innovative people in the American in this country innovation it's kind of so weird that Turn of the last century, they're thinking about talking, uh, getting rid of the patent office because everything that could be created has been created. Yeah, not exactly. Um, that was that was a colossal mistake or belief. Anyway, ending intellectual property uh, theft—that's huge to American business because it's happening left and right. And not only that, it's we're going to hold to them. There are going to be verifiable mechanisms that will be fully enforceable and mechanisms for handling any violation of intellectual property theft that protects American businesses, which in turn protects American workers. Now we have, you know, the Obama Biden years, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. Whoopsie daisy. Worst labor participation rate since the seventies. Well now Donald Trump, three and a half years, we have the, well, less than that, really three year, full years. We have nearly 8 million new jobs, 8 million fewer people on food stamps, the best employment situation since 1969. What has the president done? He made promises. Largest tax cut in history. Check. We're going to have originalist justices. Well, he's appointed more judges than almost any other president in modern times. And plenty more to come, including two Supreme Court justices from the list he promised he'd choose from. Check. Ending burdensome bureaucracy that's stifling a stranglehold on American business and American taxpayers. That's saving thousands of dollars uh, for American businesses and American workers every day. Thank God. You don't need the government involved in every aspect of our life. You know, water flow legislation. You got to change the locks and lower them, even though maybe you don't even have anybody with a, that, that, that needs the lock in a lower place. You do? How about you install it when you need it instead of doing it? Well, you have you know 200 units. Put them in all 200. Well, we don't have anybody that needs it lowered. I'll put them in anyway. Okay, that's what 100 thousand, 150 thousand dollars. Best part of this, I'm so happy for our farmers. Why? Because American farmers are the biggest and best farmers in the world. Well, that's going to help Wisconsin farmers. And that's going to help farmers in mean, the San Joaquin Valley if we can ever, you know, give them the water they need. I remember going out there because the people in California, politicians, were sticking up for the Delta smelt over farmers. Farmers couldn't farm anymore because they couldn't water their crops. How insane is that? They agreed to purchase, which I love too, $50 billion in, in, in crops from our farmers. That's awesome. They agreed to purchase $205 billion to $210 billion over 10 years, uh, I'm sorry, over two years, this year and next year. That's awesome. And they're going to get another $40 billion in services. That's good for service companies in the U.S. $50 billion in energy. That's awesome for the U.S. and our energy sector. And American energy workers and service workers. 75 to $80 billion worth of manufacturing. Awesome. How great is that for American manufacturers? I love that. That's an opportunity for them to crack into a market that they've been specifically targeted out of. Now we're going to reduce some tariffs, but not all. No, the president's putting, well, they got to reduce their tariffs. They got to prove that they mean it this time, you know, but there'll be some reductions. 250 billion of Chinese imports still subject to a 25% tariff. 125 billion of Chinese goods will be under 7.5%. So, now we got a trade deal with China, Japan. We got one with Mexico and Canada, Western European allies. Uh, I'd say that's another promise. Check, you know, fighting for the border wall. I was criticized. Everyone was saying to me, Hannity, he gave up on the wall. He's breaking his promise. I said, no, he's not going to get the money from Congress that he needs. So he's seeking an alternative venue. And they discovered that past presidents, including Obama, would be able to reappropriate reappropriate unused funds like from the Defense Department. Well, the president got another 7.2 billion dollars yesterday from the Defense Department that he's now putting towards the border border wall. We expect 400 new miles built by the end of his first term, and from there, the money in place to even go further. That's another promise. Check. We're not going to get involved in foreign entanglements, boots on the ground, protracted wars. Okay, the president showed more patience than I would have ever shown if drones were shot down and I was president. I think I might have got pretty ticked off and reacted. He didn't. Or oh, When the pirating of tankers in the narrow straits of Hormuz, where a third of the oil uh, of the world passes through on a daily basis and greatly impact the free flow of oil, market prices, and you know the lifeblood of every economy, he didn't react then either. He didn't react when they tried to impact the... F- oil prices and take advantage by taking out the Saudis in an unprovoked attack. They killed Americans. Yeah, we drew a line there. The president was able to show and, and this has been building for some time now. And Obama used drones as well. But now he was able to beat back the caliphate by doing two really basic, simple things. Removing the, the rules of engagement that Obama and Biden had put on our military. And one, and number two, President, let the generals fight a war to win. And the generals, best in the world, best fighting force in mankind history, they bombed the living crap out of the caliphate. And on top of that, they got El Baghdadi and some of his top associates in one major shot. Then we got the world's biggest terrorist, state sponsor of terror leader, Soleimani. He's gone. Didn't even get credit for that. But no long protracted. Uh, You know, problems with Iran. Looks like Iran probably did miss on purpose with their ballistic missiles. I don't know. There's been conflicting reports. I wouldn't know. But, you know, we had both sides of it, but they certainly missed. Those ballistic missiles happened to be fairly accurate. Not fairly. Usually they could hit the head of a pin if you want to know the truth. But they missed all their targets. Well, that gave Iran an off-ramp. No Americans died. Okay. You try and propagandize against your own people and... Now we have protesting going on in the streets, and it looks like the Iranian people, are, they don't want to upset Americans and the, or Israelis. We saw that with the video, only a few people stepping on the painting of the American flag and the Israeli flag, and those that did got taunted by the masses in these protests that are ongoing to this day. And then we have state-run media people apologizing for lying for, for years to the Iranian people. Wow. I don't think I'd want to be that person today in Iran because the Mueller's are evil. But the president has said they can't ever get a nuclear weapon. If they do, that's going to be really bad. That would be terrible. Um, so all in all, we got nearly double U.S. exports to China, reducing the trade deficit between the two countries. The increase in in buying American energy services. Uh, agricultural products of Americans, American cars—that was another part of it. I think it was, what eighty-five million and a uh, billion dollars in uh, for the auto industry. Wow, I love the auto industry in America. I want to see more American auto production. I just do. And by the way, I don't care if you partner with Honda or whatever other company that make them here. I'm pretty happy because that—that's a good job for Americans, and I'd like to see those jobs back. What do we see at this pathetic debate last night? Even Ben Jones said there's nothing I saw tonight that would be able to beat Donald Trump. Nope. I didn't see it either. You know, now you see new polls showing Bernie edging out Biden with African-American voters. But the big story are the polls that keep showing Donald Trump support with African-Americans now, you know, more than twice or three times or more, even Four and five times what he had in 2016. That is a game changer. I did get a kick out of the fact that, you know, now there's this big fight. CNN, I mean, they did have a pretty, you know, this is CNN, what do you expect? And they took a side, and the side was not Bernie Sanders' side. You know, there's a lot of fact-checking going on. You know, by the way, Van Jones actually said the Warren-Sanders' clash is very dispiriting. Democratic debate was like cold oatmeal. (laughs) Ouch. That hurts. Bernie Sanders claiming half of America earns nine to ten bucks an hour. No, that's not true. Breitbart did a lot of fact checking in this debate. I applaud them for it. No CNN. Trump does not want to cancel coverage for pre-existing conditions. Just the opposite. Everything they've ever predicted about Trump, the rhinos, the leftists, the statists, the socialists, has been wrong. This was the it was like Night of the Living Dead. Elizabeth Warren first won't shake Bernie's hand. That was ridiculous. Another Van Jones quote was uh, Sanders stepped on a banana peel. This was Elizabeth Warren's night. I don't think so. Anyway, the way the CNN, I don't know, whoever Abby Phillip is, uh, asking the question of Bernie Sanders, why did you say that about a woman can't win? Bernie says, well, I didn't say it. Why did you say? she? I guess she thinks he said it. She believes he said he's already been on record saying that he didn't say it. Then, says to Sanders, you're saying that you never told Senator Warren that women could not win the election. Bernie, that is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? I'm like, wow, pretty biased. I uh, I guess they like one socialist over another. So You have competing socialists. It's actually pretty funny. So... Uh, and just, you know, then you got the rest of the madness out there in the world. Um, you got Democrats, oh, I love this Democrats blocking a vote to support the Iranian protesters that want to be free, that are, you know, hoping the world will come to their rescue. We can't. America's now, you know, Democrats siding with what? A genocidal terror state? They can't even acknowledge taking out the number one state sponsor or terror leader, Soleimani. So twisted. By the way, illegal immigrant crossings are down 40, uh, 78%. Now we expect with the new money that uh, we're going to get 800 miles of wall finished. It's great news. You have a, You can keep the news going if you want in 293 days. All right, glad you're with us. Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show. Leonard Skinner, simple man. That can only mean one thing because O'Reilly's going to say it anyway. Hannity, I'm, I'm a simple man. All right, so you're on the show last week, and the two headlines that came out of it, forget about all the substance we got into, two headlines come out come out of you, your appearance last week. One is me saying, Bill O'Reilly is anything but a simple man. And the second is when I finally asked you, it's sort of like one of the the unknown mysteries of the universe is when you did your television show, and you'd say... Talking Point says, and Talking Points tonight can report, and Talking Points says this and that. You were Talking Points, and people found that funny, apparently. How are you?
1: Well, first of all, Hannity, i got to say the intro to uh, <laughs> the second radio hour, that's more than Ben-Hur got. That's right. I mean, that intro... Sea to Shining Sea, coast to coast, we're in your backyard, we're coming to your town. <laughs> with the By the way, yang, how great is Scott
0: is. Shannon's voice? You and I are broadcasters. Man, yeah. you know I he mean, does those spots for me as soon as he gets up in the morning when his voice you know, has that resonance that I wish I had.
1: Yeah, he's mainly unconscious, Shannon, you know that. Um, <laughs> I love him. But he's boy, great. that's quite, quite the intro. Okay. So people are um, interested in what you have to say and what I have to say. Okay. Did you You were on the air last night because I was flipping around on the Democratic debate. So you missed a lot of that debate.
0: right? Well, I watched some of the replay. It was awful. It was God
1: awful. It was one really disturbing part of it. I mean, disturbing in the extreme, not the uh, Bernie said women can't win and no, I didn't. You know, that's just dopey. So. Wolf Blitzer sets up Sanders by saying that the government of Iran is demanding U.S. troops get out of the Middle East, which they've done, I think, for three centuries. Um, nothing new. And then Sanders says, uh, yeah, well, we, we have to get out. He wants to pull everybody out, all the U.S. troops in the Middle East. So then, then Blitzer says, well, what about ISIS? They're going to reconstitute, and, and what would you do about that? Which is a logical and good follow-up question, and a simple one that a simple man like me can understand.
0: Okay. Here we, here we go again. Go ahead. So Sanders
1: then proceeds to not answer the question. Wait, before, before I get to that, I want to say, and goes back to the <laughs> Vietnam War... And goes back to the Iraq war and never answers the question, never. And Blitzer, fumbling what was a good beginning, doesn't press him. So I'm saying to myself, am I supposed to vote for a president of the United States who would pull all U.S. troops out of the Middle East, thereby allowing ISIS, Muslim Brotherhood, Al-Qaeda, everybody to do exactly what they wanted to do to the world? Am I supposed to vote for somebody like this? That's how you have to frame these issues. Um, and, and I'm saying that. And I, I mean, I was outraged. All the people who have died on the 9 11 attacks and, in, and in, the, in the military fighting terrorism, and this guy, Sanders, has the brass to not answer this kind of a question. It was just outrageous. And I thought I would open you with know, that.
0: There, there was a lot of takeaways from this, and I, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't watch it, much of it. I love the, and here's some interesting takeaways after post debate. You got, I mean, of all people, Van Jones calling it the Democratic debate it was like cold oatmeal. Van Jones is dispirited by the debate, saying there's nothing I saw tonight that could take uh, that can beat Donald Trump. Um, now Al Sharpton has said the same thing, uh, saying, yeah, based on the candidate's performances, uh, you don't become champion by just saying, I'll get this round. And what's fascinating to me, I think a lot has happened this week. And I want your thoughts on this. You have the LSU, uh, Clemson championship game. LSU wins by a pretty big margin, but anyway, president shows up, he comes out with the First Lady for the singing of our national anthem, the crowd erupts a thunderous applause, even more than you get when you take the stage. And <laughs> and chanting four more years, and chanting USA. And then you see the same thing last night. Another pack crowd, this one in Wisconsin. And for three years, I look at the Democrats, Bill, and I say, what have they done to make us more safe and secure? Have they done anything to create jobs and prosperity? Or have they just spent all this time investigating and hating on Trump, and Trump gets a huge trade deal done with China today. Pretty good week for Trump.
1: Yeah, and don't expect that to get a lot of uh, coverage uh, because it won't. Okay, let's start with uh, the big story at the LSU game, beside LSU probably being the best college football team of all time. It was Vince Vaughn. And, uh, I mean, I, on BillOReilly.com, I I just exploded. I, I couldn't believe That after Vince Vaughn was polite to the president of the United States, just chatting with him, all right, he's supposed to be canceled? The Twitter mob with the noose in their hand goes out and says, okay, Vince, you don't work anymore. You have to be uh, a leper. We're going to banish you. And none of the media challenges that. This is Joseph McCarthy on steroids, all right? This is fascism. That was his story that I took away. I like Vince Vaughn. Do you know him?
0: I don't know him, but Very I heard he's not. Funny. I heard he's a what, a, like a Rand Paul, Ron Paul libertarian guy, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, but he, but he's a regular guy.
0: Yeah, he yeah, seems like not, it in his not movies.
1: Some, not some dopey movie star. He stretches around. on the greatest person. He's a funny guy. He's down to earth. He has his political views, but so what. Can, oh, I, can I take did. a
0: little jab here? There's an opening. I don't want to let it go. Here's simple man Bill O'Reilly hanging out with Vince Vaughn. Okay, go right ahead. Not go hanging. back to what you were
1: saying. Hey, come on, let's, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Not hanging. I know him a little. He came on the factor. Uh, we had a good time. Not hanging, okay? Um, but the fact that we are living in a country where fascism now is embraced by uh, you know, thousands of people on the Twitter... And 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 if you say something they don't like, you don't work. And you know what? That's what happens. That's what happens. If you uh, and you know a lot of the showbiz people, you're you're a movie producer, right? You're you're producing. I did
0: one. I did one movie. I'm proud of of it. Let there be light.
1: You know, you're calling people
0: babe. I mean, you doing <laughs> all of that. Okay. Oh yeah, that was you me. The, I played a, bit, played a little bit, played a little itsy bitsy part. That was it. I, you know, it was a, it was, it was fake acting, is what it was. <laughs> me well, acting like myself.
1: World. You know how hard it is to be an actor to get roles, and you know those people out in Hollywood. If you
0: say, Bill, I like the only Trump reason I got the role is I funded the movie. That's it. Well, yeah. You know, and it was a, then, it was a, it was a cameo.
1: Still, what I'm saying is you know that this stuff exists. This mccarthyism now on the other end that if you shake trump's hand or even have oh, it's a white
0: I agree. Let me it, ask you this then, based on what you're saying. Yes. Because if we look at the events I, I I don't care whether they 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 cover this at all about trump or any by the way, he's kept all his promises. That's an amazing thing for any politician. What's great about this trade deal it deals with intellectual property theft. It has teeth in it, fully enforceable, mechanisms if there's violations, checks and balances. It's 205 to 210 billion over 10 years. 50 billion in crops bill, 80 billion in auto manufacturing, 40 billion in the service industry, 50 billion for our energy sector. Um, bill. This is American manufacturing, the service industry, the energy industry, and God bless our farmers. How great is that? They'll notice. They're going to take notice, and that is where I think it matters and where the election is going to be won.
1: How do you memorize all that stuff? I could never do that. Um, you know what's funny?
0: That wait a minute. Wait, have... Whoa, whoa. Linda, just told you, you. were in the first Iron Man movie?
1: Yes, and I was also in uh, one, of the, one of those big robots that destroy everything, Transformers. Yeah. I was in Iron Man. I was in Transformers.
0: I know. And, can we play you know? Simple Man again? Bill's a simple man. Go all right. I know. No, I'm kidding. Okay.
1: But um, Elizabeth Warren last night was asked, "Do you support the new trade agreement with Canada and Mexico?" Oh yes, uh, yes, I because Sanders doesn't. Sanders, you know, unless it's a communist deal, he's not going to support it. But but Warren, yeah, yeah, I, I support it. But Trump makes bad trade deals. I'm going wait, hold it. Trump was the guy who made the new Canada-Mexico deal. And the moderators, the three men, they just sit there. I mean, I'm going, wait, wait. Somebody please tell her it was President Trump who made the Mexico-New Mexico-Canada deal that she's supporting. And then in the next sentence, Trump makes bad trade deals. It's just insane. We're living in an insane time. But here's on, and President Trump should know this, and you can tell him because you're his pal. Um, People have a lot of money in their retirement accounts, correct, Hannity? Yes, sir. They have a lot of money in their college fund accounts for their Big children time. and grandchildren,
0: right? You need to protect it, yes, sir. That's
1: right. You look at those accounts, they're up in the last three years 50, 60, 70 percent in some cases. Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders are elected, you lose everything almost immediately. There will be an unbelievable crash in the stock market. And everyone knows it on Wall Street. And that's why you're getting some of these Democrats now going, you know, this isn't really working here. We're really a you know, party better better get back to the Biden because we can't go to the socialist route. But it's, you know, Donald Trump is a big advantage because people have prospered. And that is the truth.
0: Isn't that what we want, though, Bill? I mean,. Look, um, you grew up in a Levitt-style house. I grew up in a 50 by 100 lot Long, with two Long Island guys. And I'll tell you what the what what the beauty of me, you know, w- delivering papers when I was eight, washing dishes at 12, you know, all the restaurant jobs, all the construction jobs I had. That was two decades of my life. And paid for all the college that I went to. And, and I didn't finish because I didn't have any more money. I was broke. Trying to explain that to my kids like, yeah, Dad, Sure. Um, But the reality is I'm glad I had that that background. I really am. And I want and the great news economically for the country under the president's policies is those are the people that are benefiting the most, The, the forgotten men and women that we talked about in 2016. And well, when why, you look record load with the best job situation since 1969 for every demographic group, Bill, how great is that?
1: That's why the Democrats are going to have a hard time. If you go to London, you're not allowed to vote on a presidential election in the United States. All right. Um, but you can wager at Ladbrokes in London. He's seven to five right now. Donald Trump.
0: Seven wow, to five. Vote. Wow. All right. Stay right there. Uh, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Simple man that he is. We'll come back and uh, talk more about the week ahead and impeachment. The president, I think, can get through the next week and a half. He's golden. Uh, I think it ends after that. All right, as we continue, Bill O'Reilly with us, Bill O'Reilly.com for all things O'Reilly world. Now, maybe I'm not seeing this the right way, but I watched LSU and Clemson, and I watched the president last night, and I'm watching the trade deal today, and I'm watching the Democrats impeach, 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 and... From my way of thinking, and you know, on this pathetic debate that took place, um, I, I, look, I'm, I'm Irish, so I always expect the next bomb to be dropped on my head, but I'd say Donald Trump is in a pretty good position right now. Just keep your head cool for two weeks, this impeachment nonsense ends, and it's full-bore campaign with weak candidates.
1: Well, I think he's got to reply somewhat um, to, it depends on, on, on how McConnell runs this thing um, if he's gonna allow the democrats or have seven of them going in and they're going to smear president trump everybody knows that it's not about convicting him of anything that's not happening so what they're going to do is use the two weeks or whatever it may be to smear him and he has a perfect right as every american does to defend himself or herself and he should in by tweeting or making a statement or whatever I wouldn't go small ball. I would just say this is not true. this is why they're saying it that kind of a thing. but I agree with you that uh, most Americans have had it they don't want it. We got playoff games coming up Sunday we got the Super Bowl coming up. you got the Iowa caucus coming up. all this hurts the Democrats of course because um, Warren and Sanders are going to have to be in the Senate. They're not going to be out in New Hampshire or Iowa. That's going to hurt them, no doubt. Pete Buttigieg is the happiest guy in town, and so is Joe Biden. Um, but Donald Trump should be cool, absolutely. He said, I, keep, I didn't do anything wrong. This is all contrived. It's, uh, they're desperate. Use that word a lot, desperate, because I really think the Democratic Party is, at this point, desperate. I mean, who has captured the imagination of the American public? Who?
0: No one. That's a great point. Well, um, we always appreciate your analysis, BillO'Reilly.com for Bill's commentary daily, and uh, we appreciate you being back with us. And uh, we'll see sure. you next week, Bill O'Reilly.
1: I want to be, be in your next movie, Hannity. So I want to. Not going to be a
0: next movie <laughs> anyway. Uh, when we come back, Sidney Powell, the attorney for General Flynn, and why did James O'Keefe tip off the Secret Service next?
2: you look at this white house now and it's hard to imagine two fbi agents ending up in the same room how did that happen
0: i sent them <laughs> um,
3: yeah. um something we i probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation? Uh, I think there's some of them very hard to square with with the idea that these were just mistakes and sloppiness. I have said that uh, a number of these episodes uh, leave open the possibility of inferring uh, bad faith or improper motive, but I hasten to add that, uh, as I, I've said all along, that I've reached no determination on that, nor do I think a uh, final determination on that is appropriate until all the evidence is in. The Horowitz himself, in his testimony, I think pretty well summed it up, which is this could be on the one hand, at the very least, gross incompetence. On the other hand, it could also be improper motive. And he, he was not in a position to make that call. And that's why we have the U.S. Attorney John Durham looking into this.
0: Uh, it needs to be looked into when you hear, well, now that we know the background, Andrew McCabe, deputy FBI director, uh, the day the FBI goes in to interview, uh, General Flynn at the White House, day four of the Trump administration, uh, General Flynn asks McCabe, do I need my lawyer here? Is there anything legal that I need to worry about? No, right there. His constitutional rights were violated. His Miranda rights were violated. His a right to remain silent, right to an attorney. They're doing an investigation on him. And now we know they had a transcript of everything that had been said. So that would be called, in my mind, I view that as a perjury trap for General Flynn. And it's even worse because then the FBI director, James Comey, is on tape. Yeah, uh, I did something I never do or even get away with in the Bush or Obama years without going through the proper process in the White House counsel, Yeah, I sent my guys over there. Of course I did. Wow, that's how we now treat 33-year veterans to this country. We just rip away their constitutional rights. Interestingly, uh, as well, we now know McCabe, and we know that Comey, Comey lied, quote, lack of candor, according to the special counsel. Well, that would be a big deal for any of the rest of us, A lot of people got in trouble for uh, lying about this. And we had the new revelations about McCabe. He had to push back. Maybe I did do these bad things. Uh, That has happened here. Um, I was surprised that the judge in the case uh, said no to the Brady request that had been put forward by Sidney Powell, who's going to join us here in a second. Uh, I have a friend of mine that I know is particularly smart and connected to the whole case and very interested in seeing justice, meaning for General Flynn and fundamental fairness. We know what the when the FBI interviewed Flynn, they didn't think he was lying. We know that he ran out of money, had to sell his house uh, to pay his legal bills. We know this is now what, three years of this poor guy's life that has he's now been hanging in legal jeopardy. We haven't gotten the original 302 as far as I know. Uh, Apparently, there are internal documents, one dated January 30, 2017, that exonerates uh, General Flynn. That would be a big deal of of being an agent of Russia. They have notes and documents apparently dealing with any of the briefings Mr. Flynn provided. uh, The different agencies looking into this, unredacted notes and 302s of both agents. I'd like to see them and a bunch of other material. Uh, now, Sidney Powell put out late last night today, General Michael Flynn has exercised his right to move to withdraw his plea of guilty because the government is engaged in bad faith and vindictive conduct, and it breached the plea agreement pursuant to which he has cooperated for two years. government only recently learned uh, of, a, of this motion, uh, and it has not replied or On the withdrawal, it agreed yesterday to a continuance of 30 days because of many developments, including the prosecutor's recent filings and its production in December of 637 pages of 302s. Handwritten notes that we have long been promised. General Flynn is innocent of all the charges. The government's allegations are false. And evidence the government released only recently needs to be reviewed and addressed Mr. Flynn was always truthful, and future filings will make that clear. General Flynn has been targeted by vindictive and unprincipled prosecutors. The November 2017 plea agreement contracted between General Flynn and the government that so long as General Flynn met the terms of the cooperation set forth in the plea, which required truthful testimony, the government would file a departure motion with the court. In good faith, General Flynn performed his side of the bargain the government acknowledged this substantial cooperation both in its original sentencing memo and in its statements to the court at the december 2018 hearing now Sidney powell is with us i was a little taken back and surprised that the judge in this case who apparently has a very good track record um said there was no more brady information to hand over is that true
4: That's that's what he said, but the government's already handed over more Brady information uh, since the court denied it, and of course they didn't style it that. But it's exculpatory information that we should have received a long time ago. Not the least of which is the very interesting fact that the FBI knew more than a year ago from one of the Covingtons' lawyers that one of the alleged False statements in the fair filing wasn't false at all because Mr. Flynn had told his Covington lawyers that his partner did the first version of the op-ed that so upset the government. So let's go so through this. What we found out yeah, is yeah. that the government has essentially falsified <laughs> the false statement allegations. They made them up. They excised language to change the meaning of the FARA filing itself to allege something that made it false. I mean, it's just astonishing. We attached four charts as Exhibit 9 of the motion we filed yesterday, and they're available on my website at com, So people can see for themselves the language the government took out and the allegation they made, and then the evidence that the government had that refuted it before they wanted Mr. Flynn to lie about it last summer for their trial in Rafikian.
0: After McCabe said you don't need a lawyer, after Comey bragging that, yeah, I, I took advantage of the chaos at the White House day four of the Trump administration, I wouldn't do that with the Obama or Bush administrations and I wouldn't even, you know, I, I, I would never do that. I uh, wouldn't get away with it, and I'd go through proper channels. That would have been the White House counsel. Uh, let's go back to that day four. One of the two agents interviewing General Flynn was Peter Strzok. Is that true?
4: That is true.
0: And the me, other one
4: is named throughout the new inspector general report as correct. one of the people most responsible for virtually everything that happened in Crossfire Hurricane that was wrong.
0: So the next question is, now, how we don't have the original 302s and the notes of the FBI agents, the 302s of their recollection, interpretation of the events as they had unfolded, um, and they did not think General Flynn was lying, and it, to the best of my knowledge, I think they knew everything that had happened because he had already been un- surveilled and unmasked. Does that sound true?
4: I think that's true. Of course, they haven't admitted that but we have redacted notes of the agents that the government misrepresented to us for almost two years as being written by uh, opposite agents. And then we do not have the original 302, which they claim is, quote, missing or uh, as in Mr. Van Grack himself doesn't have it in his back pocket. But the FBI certainly has it in their computer systems because things like that can't get lost there. There is an audit trail created by the computer system, and... They can't proceed with this case, at least no responsible lawyer would let them proceed in any sort of prosecution like this without seeing that original 302 and the audit trail, because I think it was substantially altered, even more than the alterations we've already proved that occurred on February 10 that night with emails or text messages between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page talking about her edits. To the 302 and how he's going back that night to put them in after what happened the events earlier that day the events. well, well i'm trying to understand i'm convincing vice president pence that that he lied to him which wasn't true either
0: i i i mean that is basically as exculpatory as it gets and it proves a setup of general Flynn, which is a horrible thing to do to a 33-year uh veteran of our armed services uh, and somebody that's been in combat zones and i'm, I'm just trying to understand this and i know for whatever reason the judge seems to have gotten impatient with a lot of things regarding this case and i don't know where at one point even lashing out at general flynn i believe before you were the attorney uh on the case or one of the attorneys on the case and now yeah the general has exercised his his right to move to withdraw the plea um But, in fact, the judge would have to grant that motion. Any indication which way the judge would go here?
4: Uh, No, the government has not even voiced its position on it yet. If there's any integrity left anywhere in the Justice Department, they will agree for that plea to be withdrawn. If they have a case against him, let's see him prove it.
0: Well, I I I agree with that, too, now.
4: I can't wait to call witnesses in the defense and to cross-examine Mr. Strzok and the other agent, who I will leave unnamed solely because they have that in a protective order, despite the fact the entire public knows who it is.
0: So we know for a fact the original 302 said they did not believe that General Flynn was lying. And, and we have
4: obviously deep fixed it for that very reason.
0: Okay, but does it exist? Do we know that it exists?
4: I know people who have seen it.
0: Okay, those people can be called as witnesses. That would be very helpful to your case. And we have text messages, you're saying, between Strzok and Page that talk about altering the original 302 and the notes involved to fit a narrative that they didn't believe.
4: Exactly, the narrative they wanted to achieve for later. Why isn't that a crime, Sidney? Yes, really. Then they re-enter the 302 in time for Mr. Mueller to use it for his special counsel investigation.
0: Is it now? You've been on this program, and you have confirmed to me, but I'll reconfirm right now, and that is that General Flynn uh, was basically given the deal, even though they didn't think he was lying. You sign, you know, this agreement. You agree to plead that you lied to the FBI. By the way, Comey's not in trouble for lying, and nor is McCabe yet. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Durham, uh, Durham and Barr come up with. But but putting that aside for a second here, we know that General Flynn was also told that if he didn't sign it, they were going after his son who happened to work in business with him. Is that true?
4: Yeah, uh, it's worse than that, Sean. It's, I can't even tell you yet how bad it is, but it's going to become more apparent with my next filings.
0: So I would guess you probably want this trial at this point.
4: Bring it on. If they're stupid enough to proceed with a trial in this case, just bring it on.
0: Um in essence he's bankrupt at this point very expensive with all due respect to you lawyers in sydney i know you're not cheap and i know you're working for a very reduced fee if not pro bono mostly in this case which i applaud you for um but he had to sell his house because of legal fees then they talked about going after his son who was in business with him they didn't think he was lying but i guess like I, probably most fathers would do you mean you're gonna go after my kid For something I didn't you want me to sign this paper or else you're gonna go after my family. I think he fell on the sword for his family, and which by the way, I think I would do.
4: He was completely framed, Sean, and set up in the most abusive government misconduct you can possibly imagine, then absolutely coerced and convinced deceitfully that he had done something wrong by a government he still respected at that time. He Unbelievable responsibility for what they convinced him he had done wrong, and the story is actually even worse than that, which will be clear if I have to continue to litigate this.
0: Next question: but Will he you be is able,
4: absolutely? I have innocent. ten more
0: seconds. Will you be able to call as witnesses Comey and McCabe?
4: I can subpoena anybody I want.
0: Good for you, Sidney Powell. Thank you for being with us. More blockbuster tape out of Project Veritas. James O'Keefe joins us next. Oh yeah, the gulags are uh, yeah, they're more, you know, our prisons are worse than the the Stalin's gulags and oh, why did Project Veritas contact the Secret Service to warn them about what a field organizer said about Donald Trump if he got reelected? Next.
5: Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload in the final hour of the Sean Hannity Show. There's a reason Joseph
6: Stalin had gulags,
2: right?
6: And actually, gulags were a lot better than like what like the CIA has told us that they were. Like people are actually paid a living wage in gulags. They had conjugal visits in gulags. Gulags were actually meant for, like, re-education. It was, like, for, like, enemies of the state to, like, learn how to not be enemies of the state and to learn, like, the value of, like, a hard day's work, right? Like, greatest way to break a billionaire of their, like, privilege and their idea that they're superior? Go out and break rocks and throw over today. You're now a working-class person, and you're going to learn what that means, right? Uh, so, that, like, that was the intention of, of Gulag, right? It's, like, not only to, like, limp to, like, remove the, like, people that were, like, insidious to the state from the state, like, hey, you guys are all causing problems. You're, like, working against the revolution. We're just gonna remove you and put you in Siberia where you learn the value of, like, being a comrade. Like, I mean, that's, like, you know, that's what it has to be. Like, our prisons in the United States right now are far worse, far worse than anything that they experienced in, in Gulag. Like people get raped, people f***ing work 12 hours a day, people have to go fight fighters in California for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like that's f***ed up. That's super up. Yeah. Um, Soviet Union didn't do that. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna get Bernie to say Gulags, but like. I'm all the for gulags. Like, I, I, I feel as though there needs to be re-education for a significant portion of our society. I think he is, too. I mean, but you can't, running for president in the United States, you can't say you can't say anything like that, right? Well, and then, like you said, I mean, if people don't want to get on board, it's, you know, you were saying that the gulags are better than whatever. I'm putting them against the wall. Yeah. And the alternative, instead of like trying to like re educate these people and put them back into society, the other the only other alternative is f- to you know what I mean?
2: I know we have a lot of like the communists and the Marxists like on our side,
6: but that's I'm one of them. Yeah, and in fact, there's that I know of one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Four of the organizers in this office are are you know leftists of some,
4: mm-hmm.
6: of some degree further left than democratic socialism.
4: Right.
6: To what degree, you know, varies, but many of, many of the organizers that I met, uh, actually I didn't even count Justin, so Justin, me, Derek, Danielle, um, Jessica, um, are all definitely further left than democratic socialism. There's a lot of me's in the Bernie campaign like, the whole basis of, like, communism is, like, people, like, people and planet above property, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're here to preserve the planet, preserve people. We don't want to have to, like, eliminate people, right? But if people are going to try to fight back against the revolution, like, when you hear about, like, uh, so, like, atrocities committed by, like, in Cuba, like, Fidel and and Che, like, Mm -hmm killing people, like, those people that were actively, like, they were, like, anti-revolution, they were, like, they were, they were fighting against the revolution, like, in any war, like, if you, like, when you guys were in war, and you encountered people that were fighting against you, what did you do to those people, right, I mean, the same thing, same thing holds true in revolution, right, like, you can't abide people, like, actively working against your...
2: Revolution.
1: Like, you can, you can give them a choice. Be like, hey,
6: you can join the revolution. You can not be a bootlicker. Uh, you can sit idly by and allow it to happen. But if you're going to take up arms against the revolution, then you should expect a violent response, right? Like, it's natural.
2: So, I know you have, like, the Antifa sticker on your laptop. Have you ever done, like, been in any of those, like, crazy... There
6: was a couple things that, uh, events they came to, they came to Lansing and they came to Ann Arbor. Uh Uh-huh. I was there for those. Did you ever, like,
2: help out or participate in any of it?
6: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, so, like, I didn't help organize it. Right. But I was there in support. Uh-huh. You know. Out, so yeah. mm-hmm. There's some here. A lot of them are probably on the Bernie campaign, uh, but there are some DSA, There's a DSA chapter here, so like some of the DSA folks are probably engaged. We've been looking. We've been looking for an action to like participate in, like in regards to like. Oh, look at that. Ash. That's
2: it.
6: But uh, Uh, but like in regards to like immigration and vice, we've been looking for like looking for something to pop off where we can
0: pop right back on. All right. That is now the now next release. It always works that way with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. He's the CEO and founder of Project Veritas. Uh, We now understand uh, the Secret Service has been uh, notified over the threats of of violence that came out of all of this. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a little scary. Anyway, here to go over the gulag talk and uh revolution and and violence if Donald Trump wins is James O'Keefe himself um anyway welcome to the program so you've got this guy that is working for in a pretty top position for the Bernie Sanders campaign a 2020 field organizer and uh there are things more important than the rule of law in the United States and uh what's going to happen things are going to burn down if in fact Trump wins again
7: yeah, Sean. This is uh, maybe the most incendiary comments ever made by a by a staffer in Iowa for any presidential candidate. It's just so shocking. I mean, you've heard it all there. The audio. Uh, there are things more important than the rule of law. Uh, praising gulags, talking about there's a reason Joseph Stalin had gulags. He says he's an anarcho-communist. This is a paid staffer now. We have his FEC pay stubs. Apparently, he's still paid. He's still working for the campaign as of right now. He says there are many other people in the offices like him. And Sean, I can confirm that is the case for reasons you'll see after today. And there's all these quotes that you couldn't write this if you're a Hollywood screenwriter. I mean, he's talking about, you know, not just conservative, Sean, he's talking about People that are center-left, moderates, uh, MSNBC hosts, he wants to drag them out and light them on fire. He's talking about the convention and Milwaukee and cities will burn and and they're going to be killing police officers, murdering people. And you might say, well, he's just one unhinged person. But so far, Sean, all of the people that he reports to in Iowa... This is happening as I speak today. They're all locked, locking down their Twitter accounts. They're making it so that you, you're not tweeting. They're, they've taken down some 12 different accounts on Twitter. And they're, they're seemingly rallying behind this guy. I mean, this is extraordinary. So it's, it's pretty amazing to see. And I, I, I thought the Sanders would have cut ties with them by now, but it appears like they're doubling down and, and they're having his back.
0: Well, what you're exposing here, and you're hinting at something even bigger, based on even more than what we've now heard, is coming out regarding this.
7: Yeah, as, I, as we talked on the radio two days ago, I, I this is like chess. You know, the, the, because we have a media that is so systemically corrupt, and they won't report news. Which is, not, no one, no CNN or New York Times reporter cares about this. What I have to do is re- release them one at a time. They're going to say that he's either isolated or that nobody else exists like him. Well, so far, Sean, they haven't said any of that. They haven't even talked about it. So we're gonna see what happens today, and then we're gonna drop the next one, different person.
0: Um, Let me go into some of the things that we're talking about here, because uh, do we know for a fact The Secret Service has been notified. Do we know who notified them?
7: Yeah, my general counsel notified the Secret Service because after we have published this tape, a number of sources reached out to us from uh, people very close to this man, Kyle Urich, and we've been able to corroborate these things as true so we, my organization, felt obligated to notify the Secret Service because of information that became clear to us that, that this man, who is a paid Iowa field organizer, a top field organizer in the state of Iowa three weeks before the election, we, it's become clear to us that there, he is seriously uh, serious about threatening the president with assassination. So I, my organization, reached out to the Secret Service earlier today with that information that was made available to us.
0: How does he not know Stalin was not a mass murderer and why is he justifying and saying there's a legitimate reason to use gulags that they were better than what the CIA told us that they were and, you know, claiming that our prisons in the U.S. are far, far worse than anything experienced in the blanking gulag, which is just, uh, does he not know this guy was a mass murderer? What part of that does he not understand?
7: No, well, I think, Sean, he may know that that Stalin was a mass murderer. They, they, they really so
0: don't much. even want opposition. That's why I think when they talk about re-education camps and, and the gulags in such a positive way and uh, things are gonna we're going to burn the house down if we lose and uh, basically anticipating violence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, I, I don't think it's good for it to have a top-tier campaign candidate for the Democratic Party Having, in this particular case, a high-ranking official working for him and a field organizer for the campaign saying this type of stuff and nobody seems to care. They don't flinch. Well, I, for two
7: things. First of all, I think in order to achieve their vision of the world where everyone's absolutely equal, they have to pursue extreme injustices to achieve that outcome, including murder. That's what these people actually believe, Sean. And you and I would be conspiracy theorists, but not for the fact that I'm quoting. Well, he didn't the guy. exactly he,
0: say he murder. The, he talked about burning things down, right?
7: Well, he's sending people to the gulags. Is I well, no, no, that
0: yeah, but he says they were really nice gulags. You know, does that mean? Oh,
7: nice gulags. <laughs> I mean, he, talks, he does make some allusions about, uh, about, about killing people, and he makes about exterminating people. He talks about the police in Milwaukee and what they're going to do to the police if Bernie doesn't make it all the way to the convention. These are his words in these two different tapes. Talks about sending wealthy people to to gulags to break rocks for 12 hours a day. And he even uses the word elimination about removing people who are insidious to the state. So it's this whole idea of, of, of using extreme injustice to pursue absolute equality, which is what we kind of already know about socialism. But to hear a guy say it and to hear everyone in the state of Iowa have his back, this is just in from a woman named Misty. Rebeck, who is the state director of Iowa, made the following statement. She said, uh it's quote political gossip. She called she this, that's the quote from her. She said it's political gossip this this uh this exposé. So she's calling statements from her field organizer in Iowa praising gulags, uh, conspiracy to commit violence, a statement about there are things more important than the rule of law. She's calling all of that reporting gossip, Sean. So they appear to have the man's back, which is a truly extraordinary series of events, even in presidential politics in 2020.
0: All right, we uh, continue. On the other side, we'll try and squeeze some uh, proprietary information out about uh, from James O'Keefe. He's the CEO, founder of Project Veritas. This is their latest drop, a field organizer in the Bernie campaign. He says more coming, different people involved, uh, probably as early as tomorrow. We'll see if you can give us a headline when we come back. Also, we'll get to your phone calls uh, after the news at the bottom of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, as we continue, James O'Keefe with us, CEO, founder, Project Veritas, uh, now exposing field organizer for the Bernie Sanders campaign, shockingly the mob and the media ignoring it as usual uh but i will guarantee you if it was donald trump and his field organizer uh there'd be a much greater concern project veritas having notified the secret service over some of the comments made by the field organizer and you now have a big reveal coming tomorrow how many more reveals as part of this investigative report
7: uh, a number of them Sean, I, you know I, I know you want to extract proprietary information out of me, but i can 't play all my cards because i 'm dealing with a very corrupt media establishment It's essentially it is the Democratic party. there is no distinction now between between our major media and that political party, so I have to release this one at a time. The next one is is probably more shocking. uh People are saying Kyle looks like he's uh on on something or he's just a a one person and we're going to release the next person, and we're going to wait to see what the campaign says today. We, we believe they have to respond. I can't believe they haven't responded yet. I mean, this is extraordinary that nobody in the media thinks this is newsworthy, Sean, that what this man is, is saying is a big You've got
0: to understand, sure. journalism is dead. These are not media organizations. This is state-run TV. They're, they're the party apparatchik. They're the propaganda wing of all things leftist, radical, socialist, uh, and anti-Trump everything. Donald Trump could do no good in anybody's mind.
7: It, 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 you're right. The, the the battle lines are drawn, and they'll be dragged kicking and screaming on reporting it. But we got them right where we want them. This is a game of chess. We've released the first person. They're they're now responding. Misty Rebick, who's the state director, has just called all of this quote political gossip unquote. Let the media double down and defend this not this this awful, horrendous, disgusting, all, maybe even criminal conversation that we have on tape and then we're going to release part two uh next person next staffer paid employee sean more shocking than this one stay tuned probably be monday or tuesday of next week
0: all right james o'keefe project veritas 800-941 sean toll-free telephone number when we come back we'll hit the phones uh as we now are in this massive fast-moving a uh, busy, insane uh, news cycle that uh, literally things are breaking every second, every minute, every hour of every uh, day, uh, and we'll get to your calls coming up next. Straight ahead. All right, twenty-five till the top of the hour. Wow, what news we've got! I mean, the news is now at the speed of light. You know, I love how Adam Schiff, the 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 compromised, corrupt, congenital liar that he is. How does he get appointed? to be one of the impeachment managers he's compromised yes he lied about his office and oh we'd love to hear from the whistleblower we've never heard from the whistle yes she did lying again your office apparently had numerous contacts with the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower you know every single manager now chosen look at jerry nadler for example you know was talking about
8: impeachment uh in, in 2017 and 2018. So today, on the floor, we'll pass a resolution naming the managers, as I mentioned, appropriating the funds for the trial and transmitting the articles of impeachment of the president of the United States for trying to influence a foreign government for his own personal and political benefit. Chair Adam Schiff of California, our lead manager, Chairman Schiff, uh, uh, is as you know, chair of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, is serving his 10th term in Congress. (coughs) Excuse me. Before Congress, Mr. Schiff was a California state senator and served as a federal prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles for six years, most notably prosecuting the first federal FBI agent ever to be indicted for espionage. Chairman Jerry Nadler, chair of the House Judiciary Committee is serving his 15th term in Congress. Mr. Nadler served as the top Democrat on the Judiciary Subcommittee on Constitution, Civil Rights and Civil Liberties for 13 years. Before Congress, Mr. Nadler served in the New York State Assembly for 16 years. Wow. Chair Zoe, Lofgren, Chair Zoe Lofgren, Chair of the House Committee on House Administration, which has jurisdiction over federal elections, is a senior member of the House Judiciary Committee. Ms. Lofgren is serving her 13th term in Congress. This is Chairwoman Lofgren's third impeachment, as a Judiciary <coughs> Co- Committee staffer in the Nixon impeachment, as a member of the Judiciary Committee on the Clinton impeachment, and now as a manager in this impeachment of President Trump. Chair Hokim Jeffries of New York, Chairman Hakeem Jeffries is the chair of the House Democratic Caucus and is currently serving his fourth, fourth term in Congress. Congresswoman Val Deming, Demings of Florida, Congresswoman Val Demings is a member of both the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman Jason Crow of Colorado is a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia of Texas. Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia is a member of the House Judiciary Committee. As you can see uh, from these uh, descriptions, uh, the emphasis is on litigators. The emphasis is on comfort level in the courtroom.
0: You know, and it just goes on and on and on with these these people on the left. They have hated Donald Trump. They've never accepted the outcome of the election. And in their fury and their rage and their psychosis, this is what they come up with. By the way, does it matter that the president has a huge uh, trade deal with China that's going to help our farmers, our manufacturing? No, that doesn't matter at all. And then you look at the sorry cast of characters debating last night. I'm saying this is pathetic. Um, You know, then every single person that they have now chosen here. To, to look into this thing, to be the impeachment managers, is on record saying the most insane things. All of them. But this is where we, it takes us. Doesn't matter. Every promise made, every promise cut. Doesn't matter how they have failed. Now, why is that? Well, they have contempt for you, we, the people. That's why in 293 days, I hope the American people shock the world again. And it will shock them. Although Alec Baldwin thinks we're stupid. More and more, the contempt keeps coming out. Irredeemable, deplorables, clinging to God, our constitution, Bibles, religion. Uh the, the, the people that are smelly Walmart Trump shoppers, uh Trump voters. They shop at Walmart. Uh I'm guilty. I like Walmart. And yeah, I voted for Donald Trump. And I'm gonna vote for him again. By the way, if you need election information, okay, what is the deadline for registering in your state? You need to go to Hannity.com. It's your one-stop shop for all deadlines okay when does early voting start that's going up when does absentee how do you do absentee voting that's going up all the things so you can be good citizens and participate in what i think is a tipping point election this is america now on the brink after watching this pathetic sorry cast of characters last night uh, it ought to scare you. Even Van Jones got it right. I mean, I was a little surprised. But he that was, was dispirited was, by the Democratic to debate. To see
1: those two have that level of vitriol was very dispiriting. And I want to say that tonight, for me, was dispiriting. The Democrats are going to have to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out, and I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight... That if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. And to see further division tonight is very
0: dispiriting. I w- there was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out. Now, the re- why is the president? And you see the president at the LSU Clemson National Championship game. Wow. What a reaction that was. Uh, you hear them chant four more years. You hear them chanting on and on. USA. I mean, you hear the roar of the crowd. And then you watch last night in Wisconsin, like 20,000 people that didn't get in. And the president, in the midst of impeachment madness for three long years, lies, smears, slander, besmirchment, character assassination, never-ending conspiracy theories, never-ending hoaxes, never-ending investigations, never-ending impeachment talks starting two days after he's elected. You know, he keeps his promises, doesn't he? Well, let me prove it to you.
5: I'm not running to be the president of the world. I'm running to be the president of the United States of America. And as your president, I will fight for every last American job. After years of endless budget cuts that have impaired our defenses, I am calling for one of the largest defense spending increases in history. That's why I believe it's time to establish a national goal of reaching four percent economic growth we're going to rescind all the job destroying obama executive actions including the climate action plan and the waters of the united states rule okay remember that we're going to save the coal industry we're going to save that coal industry believe me we're going to save it the justices that i'm going to appoint will Be pro-life. They will have a conservative bent. Uh, They will be protecting the Second Amendment.
0: Well, I'd say that's pretty refreshing for any any politician. You want to get reelected? You make a promise. Fight to keep your promises. Well, check on the biggest tax cut in history. Check the biggest reduction in bureaucracy, burdensome bureaucracy on business. Uh, Those those reductions, removal of those burdens on on business and the American people. Huge. We're energy independent for the first time. Originalist justices, free and fairer trade deals, as I described earlier in the program today. we'll go into detail tonight now with China and then the Japan and then Mexico and then Canada and Western European allies. Wow. Pretty good. Every single record shattered. It is the exact opposite of what we got with 8 years of Biden Obama. Why would we ever go back to that? It would be pretty stupid if we went back to that. All right, let's get to your calls here as uh, promised. Uh let's say hi to Dorian in Missouri. Dorian hi, how are you? Glad you called.
2: Yeah, hey Sean, it's an honor to talk to you. You're a great American. Listen, Thank you, you my do friend. a What's great up? job. Yeah, you do a great job of trying to expose the hypocrisy, the debauchery, the double standard of the Democrats, the media, and the leftists. So I have a question. Okay. Okay, this whole impeachment thing started because the Democrats were upset claiming that Donald Trump wanted to dig up dirt on a political opponent so that he could influence the 2020 election in his favor. Now, if that's the standard... Shouldn't those Democrats who are in the Senate running as political opponents recuse themselves from the impeachment process of their 2020 candidate or political opponent?
0: I mean, what you're saying would be logical, but, you know, we got to go back and remember here what, what hypocrisy exists among this, this group of, of Democrats. I mean, you'd have to believe Russian election interference is important so important russia russia trump russia 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 for investigations nothing but even the new york times now recognizes way late way behind the sean hannity show and hannity on tv that the clinton bought and paid for dirty russian uh well we now know unverifiable uh dossier was likely russian disinformation from the get-go they had to i use the word bifurcate their brains compartmentalize their mental processes you know you know take in breathtaking hypocrisy in their lives while simultaneously losing all intellectual honesty reason and common sense just the same thing with ukraine you know this this is why it was a joke adam Schiff trying to send over last second the the 27th hour oh we just got this this guy that got arrested that was uh that was was i guess you know Rudy Giuliani, talk to him. Oh, my gosh. He's arrested. He's being charged by the Southern District of New York. We have to listen to everything he says. And in the documents sent over by the corrupt congenital liar and compromised congenital liar, Adam Schiff, oh, they exonerate Joe Biden. He's been totally disproven. This is all baloney. Not true. None of it's true. Uh, well, Joe's on tape saying you're not getting the billion. Unless you fire the prosecutor, then you'll get the billion. Who's was investigating my zero experience son who got paid millions for zero experience. Why would any company ever pay millions and millions of dollars for zero experience? Well, they're trying to buy influence. And then Adam Schiff in this new trove of documents, he actually says that it was the prosecutor in investigating zero experience Hunter that was corrupt, not Joe and Hunter. So it's all designed and, and the, the media runs with it. You know, I I guess, you know, the Area 51 Roswell-Rachel Maddow shows, you know, putting the guy on. Well, the guy's indicted. You know, how do do you in good conscience, they don't care, is is the answer to your question. You are expecting intellectual honesty, fundamental fairness, due process, presumption of innocence even, and and equal standards and equal applications for both sides. That doesn't exist, Dorian. That is not the world we live in. You live in that world. I live in that world. They don't live in the world where truth matters. Truth is is irrelevant to them. It's about power.
2: Does does McConnell have the authority as the head of the uh, Senate and the rules to state that, okay, if you are a political opponent in the Senate of the president of the United States, you should not be voting. You should be forced to recuse yourself from any procedures
0: during this
2: uh, impeachment uh, uh,
0: trial. He doesn't. I mean, honestly, the, the rules are set. They're going to follow the 99 Clinton impeachment model. The House managers, they're the sole power to impeach is in the House. The trial, sole power with the U.S. Senate. Now remember, Chuck Schumer ran on the idea of acquitting then-President Bill Clinton. He was, he was totally biased, just like everybody else is. And so they'll be sworn in. The chief justice will preside, you know, to my, and I keep saying to the Senate, you guys are handling this all the wrong way. And it's kind of ticking me off because it's not their role constitutionally to redo the mess that they've been handed. House managers, Schiff and Nadler and, and company, let them go present their case. And then when they're done and they fall fabulously right on their face, then they should call the roll and acquit. They shouldn't now. Well, let's bring in this witness. Let's bring in this witness Uh, to me. That's ridiculous. But that is where they want to take this. And, you know, unfortunately for the country and the president, you know, I guess he can't stop it. It's just the whole thing is is so corrupt. Why would you would lend any legitimacy to this corruption, to this abuse of power? Is, is unconscionable to me. But Republicans in the Senate are weak. Oh, I don't know. And I don't want people to be mad at me and may impact my election. Why don't you just do the right thing? Fight for the, for the things that will make the country great and let the chips fall where they will with re-election. Who cares? It's like when people, politicians especially, start talking about legacy. That's that's it. It's usually over. Don't ever think about your legacy. doesn't matter what your legacy is. What matters is just do the right thing. Let the chips fall where they will. Um, I've noticed with presidents, they start they, they start thinking legacy, it's over. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. We got a rock star lineup, Hannity, tonight. We have Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Lindsey Graham, Don Jr., Trey Gowdy, also Sarah Sanders, Lara Logan, and Matt Gates. Can't get a better lineup than that. We'll deal with the new China trade deal. We'll deal with the impeachment insanity double standard and all the news you won't get from the mob in the media. It's coming up tonight, 9 Eastern. Hannity, hope you'll set your DVR, 9 Eastern. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.